podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 129. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. And we have literally produced and released five shows in the last five days by the time Monday comes around on all sorts of subjects so uh, please do give us a follow on social media and of course subscribe to that YouTube channel click the bell for notifications and uh, keep up to date on everything plus if you prefer your podcast in audio platforms we have you covered you can get uh, if you just search Ace Podcast Nation you'll find all our shows and series over 400 of them on all sorts of subjects just uh, as i say search ace podcast nation on your favorite podcast platform no matter the uh, no matter what operating system you use you will be able to find us and uh, just as we wait for those three uh, three live platforms to fill up a little bit we'll uh, a bit a big thank you to black diamond sports as ever for uh, so all their support around the show black diamond sports is a global sports agency which represents sports stars from all around the world and uh, for more information, you can visit their social media pages and, of course, their website. Links to which are in the description below and in the closing credits at the end of the show. And uh, today's sponsor, as ever, Bespoke Financial and Mr. Darren Ralston. And Darren is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So please do check him out. Give him a call. Don't miss out on what is an incredible offer. He's looked after the... My co-host Andy, with their various policies over the years, including the critical illness and the injury cover, but uh, they are truly top of their field and they provide award-winning service. We are very proud to partner with such a top-class brand and uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show as ever. And uh, joining me, as per usual, it is the co-host with the most... The man who juggles fatherhood and podcast presenting literally simultaneously. He is a god amongst men. The fox in the box. 
and of course Davy Jones' favourite son, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, the speed demon, the goal machine, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome my friend, how are you? Good evening, yeah, um, been a busy day today, I've been up mountains, I've done all sorts today, I've been a uh, very busy man, a very busy man, but uh, I've just seen there, Cade, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happy um, birthday to Reese yeah, yeah. as well. Um, oh, to Reese, yeah. Happy birthday. birthday tomorrow. Tell you uh, what, we to say weekend, great weekend. Yeah, loads great of uh, loads of shows, loads of things coming up. So, hope you all have a lovely weekend, uh, the birthday people, um, and celebrate it in the best possible way you can. I know it's obviously not not great, not the not the best possible situation, but I'm sure you'll have a blast with their family and a few close people if you can uh, possibly do it. Spot on, mate. Um, so we've got so much to talk about with the championship today. So I want to I want to go in to uh, straight away a couple of little stories I wanted to touch on from the championship. Charlie Austin, QPR striker, has been given a three ga- excuse me three game ban for uh, violent conduct. Um, that's going to be a big blow for them because um, he's a he's a big part of what's been good about QPR recently. It's to do with an incident. Uh, he was uh, violent conduct towards Ryan Yates in the defeat to Nottingham Forest on Monday. Uh, it, he's denied it. The incident was caught on camera but not picked up by the referees. It's a blow for them, mate, isn't it? Yeah, huge. Um, you can't afford to miss a player of uh, Charlie's quality. But what I don't get is is, is players' persona of that they're going to get away with this now. You know, there are no cameras are everywhere. They're no, you know what I mean? And it's always worse. Side. If the referee sees it, you might get a yellow at best sometimes, you know what I mean? Because of, uh, people don't react sometimes to certain things. But when the referee doesn't see it, and um, and you get repercussions after. They seem to be a hell of a lot worse than um, than the punishments which would have been dished out on, on match days and um, three games. But we've only got six games left uh, for certain clubs. So what QPR have got? Well, they've got seven left. So he, he nearly misses half the season left. So it's uh, very disappointing for him personally. Uh, disappointing for QPR. Uh, but I'm sure it'll be a big miss. But he'll have to come back in the last four games and um, and really show the fans that he um, that he owes them something special and the players as well. Because he's let he's let everybody down there. I think. Yeah, 100%, mate. Another story which caught my eye was um, a a championship fan has uh, taken it upon herself to restore the uh, the grave of the first ever professional footballer. Uh, she was inspired by, her name's Jacqueline McLeese, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and basically, she saw a Netflix series called The English Game. Uh, it's about a footballer called Fergus Suits Sutter. Uh, he was the first professional footballer uh, who earning a working wage, and um, she, yeah, so she, literally, uh, she's restored his grave, and like when you see the before and after of the gravestone, it's incredible. Yeah, um, can imagine. Uh, well, that also that also side then it, it links with obviously with the news today, uh, which is obviously being a, a proud Englishman that I am. Um, obviously, we lost uh, we lost somebody quite special to the country, um, and uh, and for me, it's it's it's. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Because it's somebody's granddad, somebody's husband, uh, somebody's dad. You know, so it's it affects people probably mentally in a way that uh, what's gone on in the world this year—that people who've lost people—it just brings bad memories back, doesn't it? But you know, I mean, the, the heartache what people are going through today will be uh, will be uh, really special. So, love to everybody who's, who's involved and who, who loves the royal family as well. Yeah, I know. There's a at the end of the day, regardless of people's personal opinions of the royal family. And I include myself in that. Like at the end of the day, it's a human being. It's someone's grandfather. It's a 99-year-old man who's had a, a phenomenal uh, life, full of uh, interest, and he's done a lot of good in yeah. that time. And um, you know, it's, 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 he's got family. He's got he's got loved ones who are suffering. And of course, 
there's a lot of people who are very very passionate about the the royal family and you know that will affect them as well so obviously uh condolences to everyone who's affected by it and um of course uh, reese points out um dmx uh, i'm not sure if he's officially been announced that he's passed away but um he also uh, was in some serious uh, serious death. i think he was brain dead this is where it is it's unfortunate it's um one of those things mate this uh, the, the the hits keep coming as it were and the people just seem to be passing away and yeah, but just but it, it seems to be constant size. It's bad news after bad news, you know. Mm. Obviously, someone who, who, who we all know from TV, um, Chris Kamara. I read I read yesterday that he's um, that he's going for checks on his brain for dementia as well, which I, I truly hope. So if if you are watching Chris and you do get wind of this, um, I hope everything does work out because um, a top top fella, um, cracking humour on a football show, um, and nobody deserves to. Uh, to, to be ill and, and, and affect other families as well. So I hope the news is positive and, um, and everything works out for everybody. 100%. Um, Don asks if you're playing for the over 40s tomorrow. Um, to be honest, the walk today was more to get my legs going from the two games I played this week for the over 40s, which haven't gone down when well. my body's shot to pieces, but I will be playing tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure. In, more in mind than body, Donna. So, yeah. Hopefully the body works better than it did on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, so they were the couple of championship stories which I wanted to touch on. And then, obviously, uh, Swansea City have announced uh, that they're having a week-long social media boycott. And this follows on from a story which we talked about last week with Thierry Henry. Um, he had said that he wasn't going to use social media platforms until the people who owned the social media platforms addressed uh, you know, abuse, racism, trolling, homophobia, whatever you want, you know, it's everything, basically. Uh, and that has been quite, you know, as we said at the time, I think we both said, you know, if, if some big clubs or players, celebrities, if they get on board with this, it's going to cause, it's going to make the social media platforms have to take action. And, you know, straight away, Swansea, um, Birmingham, I think, was one, Rangers. Mm. You know, there's been a few who've already, uh, you know, joined it. I'd like to see... Cardiff, from a personal point of view, join it sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, there's a few clubs already, mate. I'd expect most of them to be joined up by the end of the weekend. I think. Yeah, listen. I hope uh, I hope people listen. I hope I hope this makes people think twice about putting those kind of comments on negative comments um, because how hurtful it can be. Because now look at um, Swansea fans, look at Rangers fans, look at Birmingham fans, look at the fans now who won't get an opportunity. With the way that football's going at the minute, sometimes this was only only the only way that people can keep in touch with um, the, with their team. So, without players going on social media, without the, the club going on social media, um, hopefully it gets the the point out uh, and the main point of, of stop it and stop it now because it was getting out of hand uh, and then it calmed down, then it got out of hand worse and then it's, it it seemed to read its ugly head again um, with some high profile players and 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 fair play at the club side because. Um, they didn't have to do it, you know. What I mean, it, it could have a, an impact on them. Uh, obviously, the players have, have decided it, the clubs have decided it, and um, yeah, I stick by them. I think it's a good idea. Why haven't? My question would be: Why haven't the FA, the PFA, the Premier League? Why haven't they not made a, like a a, a decision for everybody? Yeah, I totally agree. Or, Listen, or said, yeah. or at least contacted all the clubs and said, "We're going to do it. We'd like." all clubs to follow but it's not compulsory 
Well, the Premier, the, the Premier League um, obviously went down the stance of uh, various things, didn't they? You know what I mean? Uh, different coloured laces. They went down, um, uh, taking a knee. Um, so the Premier League could have decided that every team this weekend doesn't do social media. You know what I mean? Players are off it for the weekend from Friday before the game till Monday morning, for example. Just a, you know what I mean? And that would have a big impact. Supporters would have to. Supporters would, would understand that they need social media. How important it is for the for the clubs, for the fans, for everybody involved in football. But it's the only way for people to learn. And you know, I mean, the likes of Man United, the Man City, Liverpool. You know, I mean, millions and millions and millions of followers all over the world. You know what I mean? That 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 point would get put across very quickly and very strong. And that's what it needs especially to be. Especially on the, the, match day, mate. Yeah, the point needs to be. The, follow it. Yeah, the, the point needs to be strong, especially if the game's not live. You know what I mean? Like we're mm. we're all quite lucky at the minute that, that the games are streamed. And stuff, but if the games in certain countries aren't streamed and they're not live, and you haven't got the platform to watch it, and you're not fortunate to have it, and you don't have uh, social media to catch up, how do you how do you ever know? You know what I mean? It's not like you can put teletext on nowadays to uh, to check how your uh, how your team's getting on. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be a difficult one. Yeah, you rely on social. People rely on social media a lot. Um, so on Monday and uh, not Monday, sorry, on yesterday's Kev show, uh, Leslie asked if I'd watch Jude Bellingham's goal from the uh, Dortmund game the disallowed goal and give an opinion on it because I hadn't seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. I watched uh, the game, yeah. So what did you make of it, mate? Listen, the referee give a foul. Uh, you, you can't, you, listen, you can't do those kind of things in, in European football. We're on about Premier League. The Premier League is a, is a different animal to European football. Regardless of what people think about that goal, the referee's given, the referee was very close to that decision, by the way, as well. You know what I mean? Jude Bellingham studs were up. You know what I mean? Regardless if you think it's a foul or it's not a foul. The referee's in a good position. He's given the free kick. You know what I mean? There wasn't massive complaints from anybody. You know what I mean? Apart from probably Jude himself, who was a little bit disbelieved. But he understands it. He's playing in a country now where you can't do those kind of tackles. You know what I mean? And yeah. there was loads of incidences in the game um, where I thought there was there was, there was probably fouls you which you wouldn't get in the Premier League. Um, in that, I think it was in the Dortmund game where uh, Haaland scores a goal, like a really good individual goal. I don't know if it was this week, by the way, or it might be last week. No, I don't Basically, think it was this week. Uh, Haaland breaks through. Is he in a European game? Breaks through Champions League. Yeah, he, uh, he breaks through. Goes on like a wavy run. Scores. They all celebrate. They go back to the halfway line. The referees check in for a foul that happened in the build-up, which was about thirty seconds before the goal. Hmm. Gives so basically that goal gets disallowed, but he then takes it back. A further, it works out about 70 seconds from when the goal went in, about a minute and a half, I think it was about, so not 70, 90 seconds, um, to, and gives a penalty to Dortmund. So even though they'd scored, then Dortmund take the penalty, the keeper saves it, the other team go up the other end uh, on the break straight away, uh, have an opportunity, the, the game stops, he takes it back, to have the penalty retaken because the the keeper came off his line, and they score just about score the second penalty. But I tell you what, mate, that is literally everything which is wrong with VAR. Because yeah, well, how what, what, far what, what, back can you go? But also, I'd like I'd like um, I'd like these decisions to be made. Um, the, the people who are watching it upstairs, I'd like them to have 60 seconds to watch it because they've, they've, they, they could have five or six TVs to watch it so they could have different angles going at the same time. All you've got to do is move your head and watch the game. Then if the referee needs to look, he gets, he gets a minute as well. So the game's not stopped for... The, yeah. There's a time limit on these, on these decisions because I watched the game... Um, it was last week um, and the referee must have stood and watched this one moment over 
and over and over and over again, and it just it just become a just become a laughing stock. And I, I didn't understand what he was laughing at. It, sorry, it was the it was was it the Chelsea game when he gave a, he gave a penalty, um, and and in the end he didn't give it because it wasn't a penalty. It was just a hard, it was just, it was a, he kicked the ball before he kicked the player. Yeah, and. Um, and he must have watched it about twelve or thirteen times, but you know what I mean. You watch the video, so you can see time. it. You know what I mean. But other people can help these people out, and sometimes I think you live and die by these decisions. That let them happen. It gives us something to talk about. Or if 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 they don't happen, then these decisions should be made very very easily. Um, yeah. I think I going sort of back to the Jude Bellingham one. I thought it should have been a goal. Um, I thought. Yeah, I didn't think there was much in it. I thought he nicked the ball. I just, I just think it's a shambles, mate. I honestly, at the end of this season, before the Euros, I hope they get rid of VAR completely and just keep goal line technology because it's just rubbish. I don't it's even think we need. I don't even. I don't even think we need that. Football, mate. I, I, I look at, I look at, I look at linesmen or assistant referees. Now, now they're called. Um, what's their job now? Because off, offsides, I don't even put the flags up. Yeah, well, the, the ins and outs, the throw-ins only, you know what I mean, for me, you know what I mean, give them the responsibility, so offside's their job. Um, if a ball's crossed the line, yes or no, it's their job. You know what I mean, for me, they, they had a lot of responsibility, now the responsibility's been taken away from them, and even the referee, you know what I mean, so who's who's in charge of anything now? Nobody. Yeah, shambles. And where's the, um, where's the, where's the official gone from the side of the goal? All of a sudden, just... They need him now, do they? Well... They need him at all. Well, they do. Just get rid of, get rid of those things and keep him in play, and then he's, he's, he's in charge of the box. Or she's in charge of the box, whichever the side. Yeah, mate, I I'm diverse. I'm happy. Like Donna just said, there, she hopes there's no VAR in the Euros. I can see VAR just ruining the Euros because uh, they I won't think... get it right, and no. they'll try and they'll try to ch- change it again between the end of the season and the VAR and and uh, the Euros because they'll try and perfect it, and then it'll become more confusing for the officials. And it'll just be an even bigger shambles. It's just. But how do you get everybody say? How do you get everybody singing off the same sheet from now to the summer? You know what I mean? I mean, on officials, because let's be honest, you're going to have to have teams of people doing VAR. So it's going to have to be an English team doing a game without England in it, a, a German team, a Portuguese team. It's got to be equal. It's got to be fair. A Welsh team doing it. And have we got enough people to teach these people how to do it? So it's equal and fair because at the minute, for me, it's all over the place. Everyone's opinions are so different, differentiated. It can't happen like that. Everyone's got to be singing off the same hymn sheet for it to work. Yeah. It's a shambles, mate. As I said, and uh, we've said it how many times this season that it's an absolute shambles. Uh, on the Jude Bellingham goal, uh, obviously Leslie was the one who asked of us to watch it and mm-hmm. and talk about it. He said, um, "I'm not arguing, but I don't agree with Andy saying uh, only Bellingham uh, saying only Bellingham moaned. It should have been a goal." Uh, I asked these people, all said a goal, um, and he says Jeff Winter, Jim Platt, loads of others, including uh, Shearer and stuff like that. So basically, like Leslie seems to think that it should have been a goal. I, I do think it should have been a goal, yeah. but I do also understand why it was disallowed. It's one of them you talk, kind you of talk weird to, ones, isn't it? You're talking to Alan, you're talking to Alan Shearer, who's, who's a player who used to be a smasher goalkeeper. You're talking to Jim Platt, yeah, who used to be smashed. You're talking to Jeff Winter in 25 years ago when he was a referee. That yeah. used to happen. You're on about a 2021. Those things don't happen anymore in football. They've been taken away. You can't tackle from behind. You can't pull shirts. You can't raise your studs up. Well, you can't put your foot enough. over the ball. There's loads of things that you can't do yeah. anymore, and that's one of them. Yeah, funny enough, the, the penalty, which I mentioned about the Dortmund game, was from a shirt pull. Now, even probably 18 months ago, you wouldn't have got a penalty for that. Exactly. But because of VAR, you know, he did, he pulls him back, but the cross doesn't even go anyway. You know, the cross went straight mm. to the keeper, so it was never going to get to him. 
he didn't need to pull it. It was a stupid shirt pull, but yeah, no. Yeah, and and, and these are the things. These are the things, Sal. You know that that they try to stamp out different things from 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 football and try to add these things in. When they, when they add them in, it it, it stops good moments. But unfortunately, you know, what I mean, you stick by the rules. If if that was Man City scoring the goals, I'd still be the same the same thing. Because let's be mm. honest, by the way, this this conversation. I'm sure was it last Friday or was it the Friday before that I got I got questioned about John Stones, I got questioned mm. about Haaland. Um, John Stones was absolutely magnificent, by the way, probably the best defender on the pitch by a country mile. Man City won two one, by the way. Haaland didn't score. Yeah, I didn't Point watch it. I didn't watch it, so I can't. Point proved. Comment, Point um, proved. Rob Boyle also says uh, he said he's uh, but he's taken the ball or am I missing something? So it does seem like. Like, I get why they... It's like you said, these days you just can't get away with having your feet there. Yeah, I know. Especially well, against the keeper. And that's what it comes down to. It shouldn't. Yeah. It should mm. be a goal. I agree. Oh, listen, you, you're on about tackles as well, Sai. You know, I mean, there's tackles now in the Premier League where you win the ball and then you catch the play with your trailing leg. It's a free kick. Well, your momentum takes yeah. you through. But it's it, there's, there's things now which are trying to stamp out of football and... In foreign football, you haven't been able to tackle for years, so now they're bringing it into European competitions. You start now at see in the Premier League. Tackling has has been taken out of football. You listen to Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand didn't get many yellow cards because he didn't go to ground because he knew that you couldn't foul, you couldn't tackle yeah. because it's it's a free kick, and you know what I mean. And that's just part of the game. Um, Gavin says, "Did you see what happened with Jack Brannan? Isn't Jack Brannan off an EastEnders character? Jack Brannan's on East. Yeah, he's in, yeah. Right, uh, wrong show, Gav." <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless he played for Man, did he play for Man City? Did he? I don't know. I must I have missed know. it. Um, so tell me why we got two. Tell me why. I'm only joking, by the way. But uh, I, I am. We are going to bring the TV and films podcast back at some point. But um, it's just you know, I've only got so much time. Uh, okay, sixty seconds to talk about the subject. I got one championship one or championship stroke EFL. And one Premier League related one. Which one would you like first? Championship, I think. Championship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your 60 seconds will start in just a minute. But uh, the subject matter is the PFA wants to scrap squad limits. Talk to me. 60 seconds starts (sighs) now. I, I honestly think, yeah. Well, I honestly think it's pointless as well because uh, squad limits are going to be dictated to by finance, and finance is being dictated to by, by COVID. So for me, this is a, probably a, an opportunity to keep squad sizes at a limit so that it, it stops teams getting in financial trouble buying big squads, looking for more players. Because for me, you don't need a big squad to be successful. You know what I mean? The Premier Leagues have been limited to 25 players for the Premier League squad, and they don't struggle to get teams out, players out. You know what I mean? You can have young players to come through to help those kind of numbers. For me. Have a limit of players, and the only players who can come through after that are players from the academy to give them an opportunity to platform themselves into first team football. Because you know, what I mean, for me, the th- things that I'd scrap before that, I'd scrap under 23 football and put reserve team football in and give players a real platform to start playing professional football again from a young age. Spot on. 10 seconds left. We'll give, oh, you, that. We'll give you that. Felt like a lifetime, quite, that. That was a tricky one, that one. Uh, yeah, I don't um, agree with that. The don't one thing I'd that. say with it is. Um, in my opinion, the only limits or like rulings around squads should be that you have to have, I think, five percent of it be have So say your squad's twenty five, you've got five academy players in the first team squad at all times. So yeah. if one of them is not performing or gets injured, you have to bring in another academy player. 
Do you see what I mean? So there's yeah, always... Well, when I played in Scotland, five. Sorry, when I played in Scotland, they used to have to have five in the match day squad. And two of those used to have to play in the starting eleven. So Celtic, for example, had um, Sean Maloney. You know what I mean? It was yeah. uh, an Aidan McGeady. So those two were the, were the homegrown players. I know one's from Scotland and one's from Ireland, but Aidan grew up and, and came through the youth team. So it was a, he was classed as a homegrown player at the time. And those kind of players, it made them better. It made them stronger. It made those players have a good career. You know what I mean? Whereas other teams had a lot more players coming through. So it, but it, and, it, and it put them in the shop window. So it generated money for clubs. I, I just think there's, there's certain things what other countries have done in the past which would probably benefit English football because we've been successful in England by the way and, and Wales have been successful at a young age and Scotland is again international recognition again the only way to get these international players through is by playing them at a young age and playing in yeah. first team football so how are they going to get the opportunities again if they're not playing they need to be playing somewhere yeah 100% mate 100% um, little reminder as well by the way if you want to win the the competition which we've done for Super Kev and sent, uh, Unscripted last night which is running till next week uh, you can send in pictures, photographs of yourself, and the, the winner will be the worst dressed. So uh, if you've got a picture of yourself dressed in something horrific, then send it over. We've had a couple of uh, interesting entries already, including someone in a red velvet suit and wow. a frilly white shirt. And I wow. am not joking. Um, so, uh, Rob says, big shout out to Soul Bamba back in Yeah. Time. Seeing that superb news, I, I I stick a tweet out this morning, and it's just, do you know what? Such, it's just great news for the football club and for the area, and and, and just his family and himself. You know, he's got a long way to go still. I know he's still got uh, another treatment of, uh, of, of of chemo, I think. Um, but and a great opportunity to the his smiles infectious. You know, I mean, the way he handles himself on Sky Sports at the minute. You know, what I mean, if that's the if that's the route he's going to go down. He's absolutely fantastic to have on the TV. You know what I mean? His smile, his enthusiasm, his knowledge of the game is, is brilliant. But I want him back on that pitch, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, Indeed, mate. Yeah, big yeah. time. Uh, you make a big difference to that dressing room at the moment. Mm. So, um, the second question is, uh, West Ham United said earlier this week that they will do anything to sign Jesse Lingard, including paying the rumoured £30 million fee which United want. However, following them saying that today in the papers, they said that United would want Declan Rice as part of any deal. Should they do that if Declan Rice wants to go? Um, oh, listen, I think I think a player like Jesse Lingard doesn't come across a football club very often. You know, what I mean the way that he the way that he plays with the ball, the way that he attacks his charisma, um, his appeal on on and off the pitch. Um, but Man United holding all the cards, so Man United are in charge of the deal. You know what I mean? Because they have the player which which they want. Um, they're the biggest football club in the world. You know what I mean? So let's be honest. If um, if they say they want Declan Rice as part of the deal, then West Ham have got a decision to make. Do they see Declan Rice as important as um, Jesse Lingard? For me, could West Ham um, fill in a, fill in the gap for Declan Rice? Yes. Could they fill in the gap for Jesse Lingard? No. I don't believe they could. You know what I mean? I think they could. Uh, it could be good business for them because I think they could. Uh, they could make a lot of money as well because Declan Rice's price value must be higher than Jesse Lingard's. And uh, yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, I think, like for me, like I saw some people saying Jesse Lingard could get chance at United. I don't believe he will. I think it's time for him to move on, regardless. Even if he scores another ten goals in the next last couple of games, I still believe for him, for United, he needs to move on because. It just wasn't working there. Yeah, he's still, si, he's, 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 he's still just... now, and for every, for every player, 
you have a time limit at a club, and for me, Jesse's mm. time limit at Man United is gone. And you look how sterile he was at United, and look how much uh, he looks amazing. And if he continues his form to the summer, he's got to yeah, be on he that. He's got to be in that in that in that group for the Euros. And if he does, then he's got to stay at West Ham because if at United he wouldn't have been in the Euro squad. So he's yeah. he's got to be he's got to be honest with himself. I don't think he's a thirty million pound player, man. But oh, neither um, do I. But he's a, but United have got him signed down to a long term contract. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, if West Ham won him, they're going to have to pay either big bucks or, yeah. I think, De- Declan Rice, it, you know. Oh, you say that, though, say that, though si. is, he, is, he in the, is, he in the, is he in the top ten at the minute attacking midfielders, scoring goals? On chances? form? Well, on yeah. form, yeah. But, like, so they, they, they're, paying, everyone... they're paying form, aren't they? They're paying form valuation at the minute, which I don't yeah, believe in, but, you know yeah. what I mean? He's, he's, he's got, like you say, he's got a long contract. Um... I don't agree with the prices, especially, you know what I mean, post-Covid, there's going to be no money around, but, you know what I mean, Man United will be laughing their heads off now. Well, yeah, Cavani's going to Boca Juniors, which Garrett uh, rightly yeah. points out, which, uh, you know, everyone knew that he was going to go there to finish his career, so I don't think that will have any impact on the Lingard deal, because I don't believe, you know, Lingard's never going to play the number nine position. United need a number nine, regardless. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that has an impact on it. I would argue that could Declan Rice be a replacement long term for Paul Pogba when you've also got the Dutch boy in there as well? I don't know, but it, for me, I could see you know if Declan Rice goes to United and Jesse Lingard goes to West Ham, I think that's good business for both clubs and both players. But I would be interested to hear from West Ham fans. I think I saw Gaz in the chat earlier. Um, I know he works nights sometimes, so he might not reply, but like I'd be interested in their take on it. Like whether how you know how good has Lingard been? How much of an impact has he made? Has he made that much impact that West Ham would be willing to let Declan Rice go, who's been one of their you know him and um, Antonio have been their main main players, haven't they, for probably last two years? So hmm. I agree. Yeah, listen, say, interesting. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, it's, it's, it's great, isn't it? You know, I mean, you got you got a football club at like West Ham who build this stadium and, and and they've got this opportunity to uh, to go to the other level. But they need success, and could this be the success? What what kicks them to that level? Are they going to get to the, the Champions League? Are they going to you know? Because I mean, they get the Champions League, they're in London, they're playing in an unbelievable stadium. It could be the kickstart that West Ham United have needed for years. Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it's hundred percent, mate. So let's talk Championship, mate. Oh, we avoid so on last week's Championship show because it was Good Friday. We didn't really talk about the games because obviously. They were there for this week and also we hadn't had a chance to watch the highlights and, and get into it. Um, it wasn't pretty viewing for Cardiff City fans and I'm sorry Cardiff fans, sorry to myself. Uh, it's going to be brutal. I'm sorry to Donna and the Mick McCarthy brigade. But I'm going to make a point which I made, what was it, four or five weeks ago I said, that mm. you when everyone was like, Oh, he's great. You know, he's the, the answer, and give him a long-term contract. And I sort of said, look, he deserves credit, but you've got to wait till the end of the season because things will change. They did. They shouldn't have given him a long-term contract. They should have waited till the summer, and now they've, as in true Cardiff City fashion, completely stitched themselves up uh, because the last two games have been pretty much disgraceful. Um, but. International break, mate. That's what killed Cardiff and a couple of other clubs as well. Yeah, that hasn't done anybody any favours, I think. I think um, I, I didn't get it. 
yeah, I didn't get an international break before uh, a weekend of two games in, in over a bank all the weekend for me wasn't uh, wasn't good business for the for the players. It was too much football for some of them. Some teams dropped a horrific amount of points. Some some teams came out of Ismail and Roses, by the way. So uh, yeah. we're going to talk about a couple. Uh, the first one in particular, uh, Wigan Wanderers. You know that uh, that the, the, but and this is this is the thing, Sai, about not having. Um, you, have, you don't have many international footballers. You can work on things for the weeks. So you can yeah. give your players rest. You can get them going. They play Blackburn Rovers Friday um, at home. Tough game. 1-1-0. Clean sheet. You play Rotherham down there. You win 3-0. They've had an unbelievable weekend of football. And they've given themselves uh, the, the, the smallest of hopes to get themselves out of it. You know, in the last uh, six games. So, good luck to Gareth. You know what I mean? I think he's left it a little bit too late. But do you know what? It keeps his championship season. It keeps his championship season going, and and credit to them because you know what? Against Rotherham, they're absolutely fantastic and blew them away in the in the first half. Mm. Um, so I just want to address a couple of comments very quickly, mate, before we move on. Um, Gaz says Deck will be uh, will go anyway, so may as well get Jaylings. I can see the logic to that. Uh, Leslie says he missed England. Yeah, I uh, said earlier in the week I was going to talk about England. Uh, got uh, Borough have got two England games. Two England yeah, games. Two friendlies. Yeah. That's uh, good news for the yeah. for the for the city, isn't it? Yeah, listen, it's 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 uh, it's unbelievable opportunity. Uh, we've got a good link with England. We've had uh, we've had games there in the past. Uh, Michael Owen scored there. We've had twenty one games in the past. So um, we keep doing say, it. Don't they get a lot of twenty one games? As well? Yeah, we get. Um, we've had women's games there. We've had uh, we've had big games for England. So I'm really pleased that um, that they've managed to um, to um, to get these. Get these games back and get the get get the interest back in the in, in the area, you know, because uh, mm. without you know what I mean with the fans coming back as well, it'll generate a lot of uh, enthusiasm for um, for the town, for the area, for England, for everything. Because uh, I think it's a great idea, by the way, to take England around um, the, the grounds again. Hundred um, percent. And I also just want to clarify: um, Donna and Gavin have both said it's not Mick McCarthy's fault. I wasn't saying it's Mick McCarthy's fault. What I was saying is Cardiff should have waited before giving him the long-term contract that was the whole point of giving him a contract till the summer so they could see where they stood in the summer so to do it because you're on a five-game win streak or six-game win streak after he's come in and you've got that new manager feel was ridiculous because that completely negated the point and fact of giving him an uh, a short-term contract to start with and I mean me and you discussed that in detail when he was given the job wasn't it it was ridiculous and to yeah. give him the contract and then yeah. like what happens now if Cardiff lose every game between now and the end of the season they've got to if they want to get rid of him they've got to pay him off for a two year contract instead yeah, it makes, it, it makes a mockery and yeah, it makes a mockery of the, of, the, of, of the way that they handled the whole situation you know for me they made the decision to give him the job it was the, it was the best decision um, but um, but it's a contract issue which which I always had a problem with the six month contract um and then give him a long-term contract because 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 there was a couple of rumours that Celtic were interested in another team. Yeah. For me, there's um, it just it makes a mockery of uh, of the whole system for me, really. Yeah, like GD Parry says, there, he says United gave Ollie a contract when he was on a roll, and then he kind of stumbled. Is you know it's part and parcel of the game, I guess. But let's go through the clubs, mate. Um, you mentioned Wickham Wanderers. Well. Touch on them very quickly because I know you, you know you just mentioned their results, but um, they've given themselves a fighting chance, and um, there was a couple of players who really really stood out for me. Um, I can't pronounce his name, but the boy who scored the first goal in the Rotherham game, Musqui. Uh, Musqui, yeah. Mm. Uh, I thought he was exceptionally impressive. Uh, he's on. Where's he on loan from? 
because he is. I was very impressed with him. Leicester City, I think. Yeah, I like it, mate. I thought he was very good. Um, thought his his movement was good. His finishing was good. Sharp, impressive, and they've just given themselves a squeak, mate. And that's what we love yeah. about the championship. Is but another another it's done. It's yeah, no, I totally agree. Another friend of the show, though, Joe Jacobson's free uh, his corner against uh, Blackburn Rovers was just phenomenal. Beautiful. He puts the ball in so many dangerous areas and just gives he gives the monsters of their team an opportunity to to, to put the ball in the net and, and they keep on doing it week in week out and. If 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 the worst case scenario does happen and Wickham do go down, um, I'm sure a few of those players have done themselves some uh, some huge favours about staying in that championship, which which obviously Wickham fans won't want to hear, by the way. But um, I can't see past some of those players have had a, have had a, have had a great season, regardless of where they, where they are in the league at the minute. They need they need a Birmingham, a Coventry, a Huddersfield to really stumble, don't they? Because they're yeah. what nine points behind. Birmingham. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I know we're going to talk. About, yeah, I know we're going to talk about Birmingham soon, but Birmingham got probably right. one of the one of the results of the of the week, yeah. um, of the season probably. So it must be so so disheartening for Wickham that they're going to get six points and they didn't really close the gap that they expected. Really you know, I, mean, I, know, I know that's only one point, but that one point could keep Birmingham City promoted. For example, you know, it's going to be it's going to be that fine margins and um, it brings other teams closer. Um, some teams have heavy defeats, which we're going to talk about. But yeah, it's, um, but they're giving themselves a chance, say. Oh, before the bank on the weekend, they were probably relegated. But now they've given themselves a little bit of an opportunity. Nobody saw six points out of six coming, so they've got a chance. 100%. Um, so next up is Sheffield Wednesday. A phenomenal week for them, really. I know they lost on the Friday to Watford 1-0. That's a difficult game, anyway, for anyone. But uh, then on Monday, uh, they decimated, destroyed, humiliated uh, Cardiff City. Yeah, um, obviously played against uh, Watford. I watched the game, uh, or I watched the first half. I thought um, I thought they did okay. To be honest, I thought they were uh, neat and tidy, without causing any problems. They give a silly own goal away, um, but I thought they were they were decent. They had some good good attacking players. But what I saw on um, against Cardiff City on Monday night, I, I didn't expect to see. Um, they started really well. Um, Callum Patterson obviously was always going to score. It always seems like things are written in the stars. Um, I thought Adam Reach was phenomenal. I thought he was excellent. You know, I me mean, ex-middles of a player. And I've seen a lot of. Quite Adam. a season, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, but on the um, on the turn up against Cardiff. Yeah, on the on his day, he's a, he's a game changer. You know, I mean, he's that good, but he's not consistent enough. Um, Jordan Rhodes, you know, I mean, we spoke about Jordan last season. Hasn't scored enough goals this season, but he, he gets on the goals and. Um, listen, He's I said. He's got a couple uh, of important ones recently, though, mate. Yeah, he has. Uh, yeah, Jordan but I've Rhodes, said um, I've said seven goals in thirty. You know, what I mean, it shows where why, that's why. They are where they are in the division, I guess. But um, I said um, before the Swansea game that I would take a defeat against Swansea and Cardiff to pick up over over the season and get in the playoffs. I, I would, yeah. that, for me, it was just a game. It's just one game. The season's so bigger than one, than one game. But unfortunately, um, beating Swansea after that, sometimes you take the foot off the gas a little bit because you've you've done something which the pressure cooker was on. And um, and for me now, you know what I mean? It's going to be some ask for... Um, for City to get in the playoffs from 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 this position, and not because not because they're not good enough. The amount of teams who are better than them or or, or more consistent yeah. than them ahead of them, and, that, and that's the way it is. One thing I'd say about Sheffield Wednesday, mate, is if Jordan Rhodes, Adam Reach finish this season as well as they are capable of, Sheffield Wednesday can still stay up, and you know they're only two points ahead of Wickham, but yeah. Adam Reach on his day is so special. Um, 
and John Rhodes is a proven championship scorer. Barry Bannon, you know, mm. all these players. Oh, they've got a great squad. Sheffield great Wednesday, squad on paper. Callum Patterson. They've got incredible proven championship players. If they can somehow get those players all pulling in the same direction, but also producing quality like Adam Reach did, then I still believe they're good enough to stay up just because of the squad they've got and the players they've got. Yeah. But I say that. Uh, we're going to talk about Birmingham in a minute, but you know Coventry have been pretty consistent all season. Birmingham mm. have had a good result. Rotherham next up, though, mates. Mm. But just to finish on the Sheffield Wednesday side, we on, and probably the last my last point. I'm going to probably the last time I'm going to talk about this this season, unless they do stay up, yeah. is they Don't should be on. They, <laughs> they should they should be on uh, they should be on 29 points. Yeah, and it's not fair to Wickham. So it's not fair if, to no. Rotherham. Not if they were on twenty, if they were, if they were on twenty nine points, they would be relegated nearly now, because yeah. of the gap. Do you know what else points. it would mean as well? It would mean that Wickham would uh, be closer to yeah. being able to stay up. Rotherham yeah. would be closer. It would yeah. change everything. And that I change the dynamics. That's the dynamic. problem that I've got yeah. with it. Is it? It's, it's not just a case of affecting yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. It's affected. The clubs around them. Yeah. Uh, Rotherham United have had an, had a nightmare Easter. Uh, yeah, shocking. Yeah, three 0 yeah. to Wickham. Um, obviously, the Millwall game was uh, was was bad on a couple of, a couple of counts. They had uh, Richard Wood got sent off, and then they missed a penalty with five minutes to go from Matt Smith. And you can't afford to uh, to give up those kind of opportunities. And in a game like that, the position they're in with the amount of games they've got left. I know Donis said there in in, in the um, in the comments that they've got uh, they've got loads of games left, but. Games mean nothing unless you put the points on the board. Um, and with the amount of games they've got, I think they've got four next week as well, which they're going to have to select games which they think they're going to win. You know, that the, the, the Wickham Wanderers game was disastrous from minute one all the way through to the end. And it was men against boys. Gareth did, got the tactics correct and spot on. They play Huddersfield at the weekend. Um, and then Monday against Rotherham. Wednesday against Coventry. And then Birmingham at the weekend. So for me, the next four games are vital in their season. If they don't pick up, say... At least six points from their next four games. I I can't see uh, I can't see anything but um, but well, a relegation. For me, mate, I look at those three teams in the relegation zone who we've just talked about, right? Um, and I look at them on paper, and I know there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason to it because Sheffield Wednesday have been dreadful all season, mm. and Wickham Wanderers have struggled all season. But I just feel like though Wickham and Sheffield Wednesday are going to finish this season really really strongly. And I feel like Rotherham might struggle. They've got a small squad. They haven't got the proven championship players that the other two have perhaps yeah. got. And it's, it's difficult for me to explain why, because obviously the 40-odd the games that we've already watched tells us that Wickham and Sheffield Wednesday haven't been good enough all season, so why would they suddenly be good enough now? It's, yeah. it's a strange one. Um, next up, they'll make Birmingham City. You mentioned they had a good result. Yeah, well, well, two good results. They played Swansea, uh, beat them one nil with a, uh, a last minute penalty, which timing wise is, is is perfect. Obviously, Lee Boy has gone in there. He's, Beautiful. He started off uh, doing really well, uh, and then they got a Brentford. Which, listen, you, you can look at the stats and uh, and see the amount of shots that um, possessions shots that Brentford had, but Birmingham kept a clean sheet. Um, Ed Rich again, you know, moves on fire. Some uh, some phenomenal saves, but two clean sheets in two games. Four points out of six against against two of the top six. Doesn't get any better than that. You know, we must be like winning the, winning the championship because uh, you know, what I mean, yeah. if they hadn't if they hadn't got any of those points, 
they would have been in severe trouble. So those those four points are, uh, for me are the, are the points which are going to keep Birmingham in the in the division because I look at uh, teams above them dropping like stones, giving goals away for fun. You know, we've got the Coventrys and the and Huddersfield that we're going to talk about just in a second. But for me, the, the the acquisition of Lee Boyer was key to this whole situation, what Birmingham City are in, and sacking a manager and bringing somebody in who's got the passion, the desire, and obviously the quality um, is going to be is going to be huge for Birmingham City moving forward. Who was it that said Lee Bowyer was a good managerial choice? He was on the show, you know. He was, he was someone on the show. Someone on the show. Um, just very quickly, because I'll forget to go back to it. Um, uh, Reese says, Andy, do you think uh, the teams above Rotherham uh, feel more pressure because of how close uh, Rotherham are and with the club, with the games at hand? I wouldn't say you feel more pressure, but you're always conscious and watching the games. You know what I mean? I know footballers say they don't watch games, but they lie, massively lie. You watch all their games and you watch the results come in and you think, and, and, and straight after the game, you're ringing each other and you're saying, getting the got beat, or they only drew, or they've let more goals in, or they're getting beaten. It's it's great because you know if they're losing in, on, a, on a weekend that you're not playing, or a midweek that you're not playing, there's another game turned over, you know what I mean? Because they can't catch you, you know what I mean? And mm. it's, it's, it's coming thick and fast. There's, there's seven points difference. And they've got four games in hand. You know, I mean, yes, the, the the points they could get is massive, but the amount of games they're playing in a short space of time with the squad size they've got. You know, I, think what I mean, that's I think the, uh, that's COVID's, the isn't it? Yeah, COVID's, the co- like, COVID's uh, hit them. COVID's hit them big time. And at the time, they, they probably didn't think it was going to have a negative effect, but now it's come back to probably bite them on the backside a little bit. Yeah, I feel for like the teams like Rotherham, Coventry, Huddersfield. They've got quite small squads, and I think that's where they're struggling now. They've the fatigue. It's um, it's just one of them, and um, next up is Coventry. They had a mixed week. They uh, lock, yeah. you know they lost comfortably to QPR three 0 and then went and outplayed Bristol City in, for me, one of the performances of the weekend. Like Coventry have been pretty consistent all season, and it'll be a shame if they do get dragged into the, the relegation and 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 that side of it. Um, Ostergaard was good again, and um, the lad who scored the third goal, which. Uh, Geo, Geo, Geo cares or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's, been, he's been very, very good all season. Um, oh, listen, I think it's yeah, great. I it, it's it was superb. Yeah, I think it's, it's 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 great for Coventry if they can just if they can keep churning over points at home, they'll be safe. Uh, you know, with the games that they've got coming up, you've got a couple of of, of tough away games coming up. Uh, Bournemouth at the weekend, but then they play Rotherham. Then they've got then they've got Barnsley at home. You've got Preston at home. You've got Millwall at home. Their home games for me what will, will what will keep them in the division. Yes. There's enough points on the board if they can win at home. Um, for me, you've just got to you've got to do enough points and get over that line. You know what I mean? There's a there's a magic number, which Coventry City, Birmingham City, Huddersfield Town, Derby County, and Rotherham will all be aiming for. Um, and the quicker they get to that point and that and 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 that target, the better because they all can't win the games because they're all playing each other. So that magic number and the games against each other side could become even more important. So it's not about winning them. For Birmingham, for Coventry, for Huddersfield, it's about not losing because teams can't catch them if they're not losing the games. If they can turn it over point, 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 it's fine. But the teams below them, the Rotherham, Rotherham have to win the games, the games in hand. If they don't win the games in hand, they can't get out of it. It's impossible. But if you're not in the relegation now, in after 46 games, then you're not, you can't get relegated. It's, it's simple facts, you know. So the the teams out there just need to make sure they don't get dragged into it. And at the minute, they've got a decent gap. I know they've got loads of games in hand, but next week, by next Friday. We could be talking about Rotherham potentially being out of it, or we could be talking about Rotherham potentially adding four defeats in four games. Indeed, mate. Indeed, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating viewing. I can't wait for our uh, final day watch along. 
next up, Huddersfield Town, mate. Um, what can I say about Huddersfield Town? Um, drew with Brentford on the Sun on the I think it was uh, was it the, the Sunday or something? They drew one all. I thought they were very good. Uh, they, they were one 0 up at half time. I thought Brentford deserved the point, but Huddersfield I saw, I saw enough in them in that game to think they've got an opportunity. But then you go to Norwich City and you go and get beat seven. Then that is serious and really worrying. You know, be five 0 down at half time. Um, Pookie just goes and bags another hat trick. You know what I mean? We're on about the best team in the league side. He doesn't score as many goals as we've, as, and, we've, and we've stated this all season. Um, but uh, but you can't afford at this time of the season to get your confidence dented that much with uh, with a seven 0 defeat because you know what I mean. It's about the games left. You know what I mean? And damage limitations and. Um, they've got Rotherham at the weekend, so it's it's a it's a six pointer straight away. You know what I mean? Because after that, they haven't got many games, in my opinion. Which teams in and around them have got some good sides, and Huddersfield could be one of those teams who get dragged into it. And and all we've spoke about this year, this year, well, especially I have, is how much progress they've made from last season because they haven't been in the bottom three. But if they finish in the bottom three, then it doesn't matter how the season's gone. Yeah, um, I want to just quickly address this comment from GD Parry. He says. Should Sheffield Wednesday have been relegated last year rather than wait until the start of the season to hit to be hit with the points penalty? Uh, Andy, I'm going to answer this in tremendous detail. Yes, they should have. <laughs> it was a disgrace. <laughs> I can't talk about it anymore because it infuriates me. Uh. That's it. Um, look, Huddersfield uh, against Norwich. I know Norwich have been superb. I know Pucky have been unbelievable. He's had such a good season. Really, really impressed. Um, but for me, if you're losing seven nil, you've got to take a long, hard look at yourself, because what was it at halftime? Five, four, five. Five. No, you shut up shop, mate, yeah. and you make sure game it doesn't over. get embarrassing. Game you're over. not going to get anything out of the game. Game you over. Change the formation. I, I, yeah, listen, you make sure that it stays five nil, hmm. or you know five one if you pick yeah. up a set piece or something. What you yeah. don't do is what they did and leave big gaps and. You're trying to go, they're trying to win the game. They tried to win the game. Yeah. It's, it's madness, madness. And this, you know, I mean, they. I think they, in their arrogance, they they thought that they um, potentially thought that they weren't going to um, going to win six five. Yeah, it doesn't. The championship's not that kind of animal anymore. It's not against a good side like that. You've got to uh, you've got to understand your, your permutations and 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 look forward to the next game at halftime. You think like shut up shop. We'll focus for um, Rotherham because the Rotherham ones now is a massive game, and you don't want to go into that with a seven 0 defeat. Can't lose that, mate. Well. They get, if they lose that, they are banging it, and they yeah, um, massively. And they did such a good job last year of staying up after looking like they were dead and buried. I still look back to the decision to get rid of the Cowley brothers, mate. Um, yeah, disappointing. And they've got themselves a, they've got themselves it. a job, by the way. They've got the Portsmouth job now, so they've got a they've got a good job. Yeah, no, look, tremendous for them. Look, mm. great. But I just look at it. They really it irked me at the time. Not because I've got any, you know, I don't know the the Cowdy brothers. I got no yeah, I don't. with it. It's just I don't. Um, I didn't understand it. They had done a tremendous job. They had kept, you know, they had got them out of trouble when they just looked dead and buried, and they just cast them aside as if, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. For nothing. It's yeah, I totally not agree. It was good a, luck, mate. lack of respect. Lack of respect. Yeah. Uh, next up is Derby County. Wayne Rooney's army. How is he doing? Uh, mixed week. I probably think the, the, the results that they got were expected. I, you know, Luton, Luton have had a good season, but I think Derby should be beating Luton Town at home. Um, Lee Gregory scored the first, uh, and Shinny scored the second from a penalty. Um, Went obviously got 
got that result which was needed. But then they got a Reading. Uh, Reading haven't been on a great on, on great form uh, before, obviously the um, the international break. But they they, they got a well earned three one victory. Uh, difficult side with uh, with small squad. Yeah. You just spoke about that earlier on when you got two games in in, yeah. in three or four days, and hard, you know what I mean for players to to go and pick six points up. You either need a bit of luck, or you need a bit of rotation, or you need uh, you need something to happen. And but once you pick those three points up, sometimes you can relax a little bit too much, and you go into the game and it doesn't matter if you lose because you've already picked three game, three points up that week. And that's what it seemed like for me um, mm. for the Derby County players. But um, but yeah, Wayne's still he's still in the predicament. He's still he's still a, a possibility of going down. It's not safe, so he's no. he needs a, he needs a few more a few more results to, to, to play Norwich tomorrow. Um, they seem really, like they play for him. Really for him. Wednesday, I yeah, say. yeah, and, and you know what? That's credit to to, to the man himself. He's a, he's a, he, he always wore his heart in his sleeve and always played for his manager. So I fully expect that. But they've got some um, they've got some difficult games towards the end of the season. So yeah. I, I do hope for him he, he gets out of it because I think he could be a, a good young, fresh, hungry manager. And uh, yes. and I hope to see I hope to see how that how that escalates in the future. Um, same. There's a little conversation going on between Rob Boyle and Rhys David Evans. Uh, Rhys David Evans said. Camp, uh, Campwell of Norwich is absolute quality. He makes yeah. things tick. etc. is superb. Um, and then Rob Boyle said, maybe controversial, but I think he's better than Jack Grealish. Mm. You having that, mate? Difficult. Campwell is excellent. He's been superb all season. He's uh, he's run the championship uh, for me for two seasons. Did he do enough last season for me to think that he could do it regularly in the Premier League? I, I've got to say no because he didn't win enough games. I look at Jack previously to this season. And probably last season, did, did did Jack get Aston Villa enough points? Not for me. As he this season and, and towards last season, yes, he's got he's got some better performance, some consistency. He's he's set more goals up. He's had more of a part to play in games. I can't wait to see Campbell in the Premier League next season. I think he'll become a different animal. He's got more confidence. He's got he's got he's got he's got unlimited ability. Um, mm. But if Norwich don't stay up again next year, for me, he's got to move on in time to progress his own career. In the Premier League and, and stabilise himself as a Premier League footballer. You know what I mean? Because being a yo-yo team like Norwich have been up and down, up and down, up and down is 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 great for business because you're always picking that Premier League money up. But it's as a player, Pookie, for example, wants to be in the Premier League because he's going to be he's going to, he's an international footballer. Campbell probably has got aspirations to play for for his country. You know what I mean? So I think um, sometimes players will, will become a little bit selfish and rightly so. By the way, yeah, uh, Blackburn Rovers, mate. Um, I'm starting to fear for, for uh, my old hero, um, Tony Mowbray. Um, two defeats, Wickham, uh, and then Bournemouth, which is probably expected. I, I know Bournemouth played very well on the day, and we're going to talk about them, but they're not scoring enough goals. Um, Armstrong missed a penalty. It's, I, I've said all alongside, when, when Blackburn don't score, they put too much pressure um, on Armstrong for me, and, uh, and they haven't had enough goals shared around the whole team, and, and probably the creativity and things haven't, haven't worked out, but... Um, do I think the do I think the safe with with being on 46, 11 points ahead? Yeah, but they probably need probably need one more win to keep them up, or fifty points. I think four more points will definitely keep them up. I don't think um, the bottom three will get over fifty to to, to put them down. So um, I think definitely uh, one more one more win will definitely keep them safe. If not, if not another point. Yeah. Yeah, I could go along with that. Uh, two defeats for Blackburn. They lost to Wickham yeah. and Black uh, to Bournemouth, like you say. And um, yeah, I got to talk about uh, your your mentor, your hero, Tony Mem- uh, Tony Mowbray, a bit later on. Unfortunately, uh, Preston North End, mate. Uh, a good week. Um, drew against uh, Norwich City, which is a, a fabulous result. They got a last minute equaliser, which is 
fortunate. Norwich tried to defend, couldn't uh, couldn't hold out. Ninety fourth minute, and then they got Swansea. Great game game plan, uh, and got themselves one nil win. And uh, so it could have been a fabulous week if they if they had just turned over. But playing two of the top three, you know what I mean, and and, and turning over a performance like that. Uh, you look at the you look at obviously four points around forty eight, that would have kept them in and around the, the relegation. I think those four points have just kept them safe and. They've massively underachieved after what they did last season. They've got a better squad than last year um, for me going forward as well. Uh, so I think they'll be a little bit disappointed, but uh, I think the manager will be pleased for me that they've um, that they've that they've got enough points to stay up now. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, Preston North End. Sorry, no. <laughs> Ignore me. Uh, yeah, is it Preston? Not no, no, we just talked about them. Forest, sorry, mate. I Forest have had a have had a great week. Uh, really coming together, haven't they? Yeah, started against uh, Cardiff City, clean sheet. I thought the defence against Cardiff was superb. I thought they they were marshalled really well. Um, going forward, the um, they've got a little bit of everything. You know, Ami Obi on one side, I thought was uh, was very, was very good, creating chances. Uh, Grabman played up front in that game. I thought Kafu was was very good playing just been behind. I thought McKenna and Warrell, two centre-halves, were brilliant. Uh, I thought Sam Goal was strong. He's not got a reputation for making a mistake, but I thought he was, he was very good. The second game, the big QPR 3-1 at home. More of a dominant, dominant display. Um, uh, Joe Garner, I thought, was excellent uh, for long periods in centre midfield. Uh, Lewis Graben again, running, running the line, which is fantastic. You look at the subs, you've still got Glenn Murrays, you've still got your Lyle Taylors. It's, it's, they're inundated with, with talent, yeah, but the way that they play, they only play with one of them. Which is the manager's decision, uh, but yeah, difficult one. Yeah, great, great week, great week, great week. And our, you know, friend of the show, uh, Boatsy will be very happy with the way they've picked up in recent weeks. And uh, we said at the start of the season, with the squad they had, should have been up there. Unfortunately, they had the hangover from missing out on the last day, and it's taken them a while. But I think I'd expect them to finish the season strong. Uh, next up was Brizzle City. Uh, terrible, terrible week again, and they haven't had really that new manager lift that no. teams like Cardiff have had, have they? Uh, Wiggy, no. I did get your picture by the way. Sorry. Uh, no, mm. no. Normally, you get a reaction from the players. Uh, they haven't really had that. They've lost the last three now, sir. You know, I mean, they got beat on um, early Friday by Stoke City two 0 at home. Not, not a great display. And then they got to Coventry City, which they've got to be. At. If you want, if you're a Bristol City player and a manager, you're expecting to go to uh, um, to Coventry and getting a getting a positive result. You know, especially where the Coventry are playing and, and how unstable they are, probably defensively, but. Um, they just didn't turn up again, and uh, Nigel Pearson's got a big job on his on his hands. You know, I mean, he made he made a lot of substitutions on um, on the Monday game. Uh, a few at half time, he wasn't obviously happy with the first half display. Uh, yeah, he's got he's got he's got a huge rebuild on there at Bristol City. Yeah, it's a big job, but then he won't get the time, mate. Is my is my issue with the way they go about their stuff, Bristol? They go through managers like Easter eggs at Cho- uh, Easter. It's like Will he, he, it's a project which they need to be rebuilt and it takes time to do that and because he's losing so many games he's not going to get that time no like, no no if they keep on the form they've had of the last month or so to the end of the season he's going to be gone in the summer yeah totally they're not, they're not going to keep him on yeah totally agree it's going to be a difficult one uh, Luton Town uh, yeah on that as well Reading, Reading are getting beat 2-0 by uh, Watford now so wow there we mm. go 
tough one. Um, Luton have had a bad week, uh, but they've had a great season size. So you, you're going to have blips around. Uh, you know, what I mean, if you've only got a small squad and you and you're running against, um, you play Derby County away, you play Barnsley at home. I thought I thought Barnsley were excellent. By the way, I watched uh, I watched the extended highlights and uh, they attacking numbers and Luton couldn't handle what they had. Uh, so. For me, they'll dust themselves down. They'll go again. They're, they're, they're going to be in the championship next year, which is a fantastic achievement by the management, the club, and the players. Uh, but they've had a they've had a tough week and a difficult week. But you said earlier on, say small squads. Luton have got a small squad, inexperienced of, 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 at this level, so it's going to happen to clubs like that, unfortunately. Indeed, mate. Um, QPR mixed week: three 0 Coventry win, three one loss to Forest. Yeah, well, just QPR all over, isn't it? Let's win and let's yeah. win and win and lose, or win and draw, or draw and win. You know, what I mean, I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's uh, it's 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 fun being a QPR fan because you don't know what, which which QPR side is going to turn up. But listen, they're going to be in the championship next year, which is which is great news. The the win games comfortably when they do. Um, I'm a big fan of, um, of 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 Chair. I think he's I think he's fantastic. I think he's uh, he scored the third goal. He's he, he makes things happen. You know, I mean, QPR are, are renowned for, for being a selling club. Will they be able to keep hold of him? I hope for their sake they do because there's, they can't keep on churning over these kind kind of players. You know, what I mean, they lost Eze last year, they lose Chair this year. You know, what I mean, it's 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 a big ask to to find that hidden gem. Yes, indeed, mate. Um, talking to teams who don't or you, who you don't know which version is going to turn up. Uh, Stoke City had another mixed week, beat Bristol two one comfortably, and then lost to Millwall. Yeah, but you, you go away to Bristol City, which is a tough game, and you get you get a positive result. You, you come at a home game, you expect a, a reaction. You expect them, you know what I mean? Especially going one 0 behind, uh, Wallace scored, and then and then and then Brown equalised. You expect them to go on and win the game, side and it just didn't happen. Didn't materialise. And you look at the the, the talent, what they've got. Um, Matondo came on, McLean came on, Sam Vokes came on, Sam Klukas came on. They're four players who are Premier League Premier League players. So how are they underachieving? I just don't understand it. You know, it must be so frustrating for for, for Michael O'Neill that he can't get the, the the tune out of them what he wants because every game that goes by, you know what I mean. The the, the gap now to Reading, what's eleven points? We've got six games to go. It's too much of a gap, and there's too many sides ahead of them who were yeah. were going to clean. So it's it's such a shame because of a huge football club. Yeah. That that squad is going to miss out on the playoffs. Yeah. Is incredible. Like, and I. You gotta look at the people running the club. Unfortunately, um, it's just yeah. it's where it is, isn't it? So um, next up is the mighty Middlesbrough, my friends. Yeah, not not a great uh, not a great week. Um, played Bournemouth, tough game. Um, Jonathan Woodgate against the Soul side. I thought Bournemouth deserved to, to get the win. They were two 0 up, and um, uh, and the Middlesbrough brought one back uh, just after second half to through Watmore, uh, uh, and then Watford game. Uh, Middlesbrough equalised later on. Uh, listen, side Middlesbrough had a fantastic season. The tenth in the league. If they finish tenth, eleventh, twelfth, it's 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 progress from the season. Middlesbrough fans probably won't like me saying this, but I've said all I've said all along. It's about making progress. Don't be disappointed that you haven't made the playoffs. Next season, be disappointed. You know what I mean? Put the pressure on the players next season because this season, it's about it's about st- stability. It's about a manager putting a philosophy in place and and players buying into it and starting again next season. Uh, with what they've with what they've done this season, what they did last season, and for me, they're in a, a fabulous position for next season with the experience what they've got, with the players that they've got another year older, another year wiser, uh, and let's see what happens. But don't be disappointed. Don't be don't be thinking it's, it's a negative end. You know what I mean? We've got six games to go. Let's see how many points we can get. But for me, the playoffs are too are too uh, too big of a push. Yeah, and just enjoy the ride now, isn't it? Make you safe after last season the stress of not knowing if you're going to stay up. 
you know, right down towards the end of the season, to then now you can just go into the last few games, enjoy it. If things yeah. go really well, you might sneak in the playoffs. If you don't, you don't. I think that's a phenomenal position to be in compared to where Borough were last year. Oh, listen, they could have been building on that, isn't it? They could have been in League One last year, so with a with a negative result last game of the season. So you've got to see the the positives. The positives that outweigh the negative for me, hundred percent. Yeah, we talked about Forest, mate, picking up. Uh, another team who's really picked up recently is Millwall after a very yeah. ropey season, really. Yeah, and, and, and listen, they've had two tough games because you, mm-hmm. you, on paper, you know what I mean, they're playing Rotherham and Rotherham were unpredictable. Um, they got lucky with Rotherham missing a penalty, but you you beat them, you go away from home at Stoke, you probably don't think you're going to pick anything up. You get the, you get the victory what you need and then you're looking forward now to, to the last six games. You know what I mean, you're playing Swansea tomorrow. Swansea have lost the last two. You're playing Brentford, they're not in form. You're playing Bournemouth, you know, who are going to be in and around you. If you can, for me, if you want to get promoted and you want to get in the playoffs, those three games will, will, will put you in the playoffs. So they'll be in a they'll be in a better position, but they're going to have to do it the hard way because in the last the last six games they play um, Swansea, Brentford, Bournemouth, uh, Watford, Bristol City, and Coventry. So you know, what I mean, it's going to be tough, but they've, they've they've again they've had a, they've had a great season and they've given themselves a chance to to progress and get in the playoffs. So good luck to them. Yeah. Uh, next up is Cardiff City, mate. I. Go yeah, disastrous. Disastrous. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great against Nottingham Forest. I thought they lacked ideas. I thought the international break killed Cardiff City. Um, obviously, Kiefer Moore being away, uh, international duty, didn't look sharp. Didn't look like he was his normal self. Bakuna, same thing. Being on away in international duty, didn't look like he, he was his normal self. Even someone like with like Vox in the midfield that. Didn't look like his normal self, even though he hadn't been away. But he's had the heartache of not being picked for his country. So sometimes it, that can also have a negative effect. Yes. Um, obviously, Morrison didn't play. Uh, he obviously picked an injury up, so wasn't able, wasn't able to play. Obviously, with other injury problems, things it just a haven't. Difference. It does. It makes a huge difference. It's, it's a talker in the changing room on the, on the pitch, um, a leader on and off the field, and and then you're going into a game at Sheffield Wednesday. They're hungry for points and need to beat you. Yeah, you go off to a start after four minutes. It goes from bad to worse. To, they were all over the place defensively all over the place set pieces all over the place the game plan just went out the window and um, it's going to be a big ask to uh, to get many points on the board the rest of the season with the games have got left side you know what I mean it's not about Reading losing tonight and thinking that we're going to get in the playoffs you know what I mean Blackburn Rovers tomorrow they should win but Blackburn can turn anybody over they've got a squad to do so Reading yes. away Cardiff haven't got a very good track record at Reading you know what I mean they've got a really no. bad record Brentford away um Really tough place to go. Wickham Wanderers could be fighting for their lives by the time Cardiff play them. Birmingham City fighting for their lives, and then Rotherham fighting for their lives. So they couldn't have picked for me a worse six Wish games. They're, they're, they're a disaster. It's a disaster's running. You know what I mean? People might think it on paper it's winnable. Of course it is, but you've got to be realistic. If if Birmingham need to get a point, or Wickham need to get a three points or one point, and Rotherham last game of the season they need a win or they need a point, it could be a disaster. They're not the teams you want to be playing, are they? No, no. Um, Donna says she hopes Cardiff is still going to try and win every game and not experiment with youngsters like some fans want. Uh, she said, I still want us to play out our strongest team. I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of in between with that. I think whilst the playoffs are still mathematically possible, you have to keep playing the strongest team yeah. to win the games. Yeah. Once the playoffs become a, you know, not happening like definitely mathematically impossible then I say bring the kids in and get them as much time as possible um, 
Well, he needs to plan. He needs to plan for next season. Si, so if yeah. if he's got a player who he's not going to play next season, then or even play a player him. he's not sure of, mate, as well. Yeah, like he needs to have a look at them in a yeah. in a full game situation. Yeah, I totally agree. Then you've got to do it, haven't you? It's, yeah, I totally it's agree. a tricky one, mate. It's a tricky one. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, mate. Cr- Cracking oh, week for them. Absolutely fantastic week, and, uh, and Jonathan Woodgate's given himself an opportunity to get get them in the playoffs. Obviously, the result tonight is going to help them moving forward. The beat Middlesbrough three one. The beat Blackburn Blackburn Rovers away two 0 So the way they're playing, the way they're um, the attacking football is is is, is excellent, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, I mean, they've got some they've got some winnable fixtures over the next couple for me, which they're probably expecting to win. Uh, Coventry City and then Huddersfield Town, so it's it's a big week, especially with the results tonight. The results tonight, they've got two games in hand and the one point behind. So, Reading have been in the top six all season. I think I don't think they've been out of it all season. Please, somebody tell me if I'm wrong there, but I think they've been top all season and then they've got in the playoffs and they haven't gone out the top the, the top six. And tomorrow could be the first time they'll be out of it. And will they ever get back in? Will be uh, um, will be the question. Psychologically, that's going to be difficult, isn't it, for Reading? Yeah. Um, because Bournemouth, but sticking with Bournemouth, the thing they've been outstanding, really good. Ah, oh, fabulous. Um, there's a couple of players, um, Billing, uh, Groenveld, uh, Philip Billing, particularly, I've been so impressed with this year. But I just mm. thought over, um, I think it was the second game, the Blackburn game, uh, thought he was superb. And, uh, he, yeah, he's right. he was on my shortlist for best player, uh, two up, two down, which we're going to do in a minute. And Dan Juma um, as well. Dan Dan yes. Juma's he's, he's coming to his own. He's scoring goals. He's he's, he's looking sharp. It's uh, listen. The, but the, you're saying that side. They've got experience throughout the team. Begovic saving penalties. David Brooks Welsh international. Um, Cook strong centre half. Dan Juma international. Lemmer international player. You know Solanke ex Liverpool. That's not including the, the, the substitutes that you've got. Your Jack Wilchers. Your your, your Sturridge's. Your your Raquel Mays. Your your, your Chris Me- your Chris Meppams. They've, they've got. They've got an unbelievable squad of players. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to clarify something quickly with Gavin. Um, the reason for that is Sean Morrison is better than Virgil Van Dijk. Um, just I needed to just quickly clarify that. Um, of course, of course he is. And uh, next up is Reading, mate. Uh, another pretty good week up until tonight. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, listen, yeah, listen. You, you know what I mean? They go to Barnsley. Away from home, draw one all. It's a difficult place to go. Barnsley are probably the most informed side in the, in the championship. So, oh, and mate, then to, I want them to go up so much. And then to beat, uh, and then to beat Derby. So they've had a really strong week. Um, but obviously today's a, another another different week of weekend of football, and, and they're coming coming across probably the informed side um, along with Norwich. So um, it was always going to be a difficult one. They just needed to probably stay in the game. Next, the next goal in this game vital for for Reading. Yeah. They need to get it, but. The main objective is to get in the playoffs. Getting it as well, mind. Yeah, they are, they've got players to, to to win football matches, but the, their objective now is to is to stay in the playoffs and get in the playoffs. And they've got five games to do it. Five wins or four wins will do it. But it's uh, it's 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 going to be a big ask. But it's going to be it's so intriguing. It's a, it's a, it's the best league in the world. It's unbelievable, mate. Barnsley ma- marched on with another four points. They've just been a revelation this season. Uh, I, mean, I to watch. We said for the last like last season how much we enjoyed watching them. But this year they've taken that on a step where you enjoy watching them play, but they're winning football matches. They're picking up points against big, big teams. They're in the playoffs and they deserve to be there, you know. Um, and you didn't think you were going to be talking about them being fourth or fifth in the championship no. at the start of the season, but they deserve it, mate. Yeah, you know, well, they four points to be there. Four points, a draw against against Redden after be one 0 behind, a win away from against Luton. I thought they were excellent. The way they attack 
Ismail, the manager, if he doesn't get manager of the year, if they get in the playoffs, the, you know what I mean? Forget about getting promoted with, with Premier League budgets. You're on about a team here who, who should have got relegated last year if it wasn't for a last-minute goal at, at Brentford, I think, on the last day. I mean, they were they were, they were eschewing for relegation and somehow they stayed up and now they've given themselves an opportunity. They could be in the Premier League next season with three, with three positive results in the playoffs. If they get there, they could be in the Premier League. It's absolutely crazy. It's madness, but it's just the joy of football. I love it. It is incredible, mate. It's so so exciting, and um, I just really really enjoy. I just, I try. I have to fight hard to not put Barnsley players in my two ups all the time. Um, it's just as really is, mate. Um, what else we got? Uh, okay, let's keep moving. And uh, Swansea City, mate. Uh, bad week, bad month. Bad week. Um, Cardiff, yeah, Cardiff triggered the end of the Swansea season. Yeah, listen, they're on a they're on a four game losing spell. Uh, two one nil defeats. Uh, obviously a late winner um, against Birmingham City from a penalty, and then uh, a late winner again. Grimes on goal. So it's is it a concentration thing? Is it a, is it a lack of belief thing? Is it is it that they've just been shot a little bit with confidence and um, and and they're just expecting to lose a football match, but. Um, it hasn't done him any good because those two, um, those six points would have would it, would it, we would have kept them on the on the on the court tails of uh, of Watford and Norwich, but now it just for me the top two now have ran away with it uh, because of those negative results by Swansea and and we're going to talk about Brentford in a second and their negative result because it's uh, regardless how, how well the top two are playing, other teams are making their job a little bit a little bit easier than than it needs to be. Yeah, and I mean, Gaza said that would you bet on. Uh... Barnsley to go up in the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I think I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to. See, I'd like momentum. to see them. I'd like to see them. Yeah, and if uh, and in the way that if, if let's say they're in the playoffs now, the way they were, they play Swansea over two legs, and um, that'd be a good game, really good game. I wouldn't like to play them. I'll be honest. I wouldn't 100%. like to play them. Uh, so yeah, Brentford next, mate. Um, yeah, we just spoke about there. You know, it's so so frustrating being a being a Brentford fan. I watched the Huddersfield game and I thought they were excellent going forward. Um, they gave a silly goal away um, by a, a mistake by a defence goalkeeper midfield. They're passing to each other over, over playing an open goal, and, and they're, they're always up against it. And two draws at this stage of the season in a weekend is not good enough for someone like Brentford, especially with the way that the other two are playing and winning games and, and running away with a little bit. They need that's four draws si, on the on the belt. You know, what I mean, it doesn't matter if they win the next six. If they win the next six games, I don't think it'll be enough to, to get in the top two. And yeah. Brentford's position last year and losing the playoff final. Will that still mentally hurt the manager, the players, and the club? Will they have another hangover again come the summer? Because I don't know how many chances a club has to get promoted. Because this could be a, a, the last chance to for some of those players. Because they could move, the manager could move to, to, to bigger and better things. Because he's done a really good job, and um, and it'll be a, it'll be a hard one to take for the football club if they don't go up this year. Yeah, it's uh, so fascinating to watch them, mate. Because yeah. are they bottling it? Is it just the championship is that hard? difficult to see but that's not good enough like you said spot on with uh, with your words I made Watford next up uh, Beach Sheffield Wednesday at home on the early Sky game on the Friday I watched the Middlesbrough game uh, on uh, the Monday I thought they were excellent I thought they were really good uh, I thought that everyone's complaining about the Watford goal it might have hit his hand but it deflected in he was onside uh, Middlesbrough Got a late goal by Balassi off a, off a set piece, but I thought Watford, the, the way the attacking numbers, the way they create chances, the way that they, they, they did they did certain things in the play. I thought Chalaber in midfield just dominates game. He does things just things just really really simple and and uh, and, and just dominates those kind of uh, kind of positions. And 
and with the result tonight, I think those two points against Middlesbrough would have put them within a within a chance of of, of getting a getting the championship. But I think uh, with Middlesbrough hitting those two points, I think it's a it's a big ask for uh, for them to catch Norwich, in my opinion. Yeah, I, just the form that Norwich are in as well. I know mathematically they can probably still do it, but Norwich just marching on really have been impressive. Let's move yeah. on to Norwich. Um, we mentioned Cantwell earlier in the show. Pookie, yeah. superb. So, uh, I think it was Donna, but it might not have been, so I apologise. Someone asked earlier in the show, can Norwich hold on to Pookie and to Cantwell next season? Well, the only way if, they the, go, if they go down, I think they'll definitely go. But can they hold yeah. on to him in the summer? The only way, they, the only way they'll hold on to him is if, they, is if they get promoted. I don't believe they'll, they'll leave if they if they get promoted because their Even price if value. Even a top top six club comes in, offering but European it's, football. Yes, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's valuation as well. Is they're going to have to pay top top dollar because the Premier League footballers again. You know what I mean? International football is one of them. Yeah, um, I guess you'd have you know to see what, I mean? what I their at, contract situations are as well. Yeah, like I look at other players. players. I look at I look at Buendia as well. I think he's having a great season. Um, yes, yeah, things could have been a, things could have been a, a lot better, by the way, because uh, obviously Preston equalised in the ninety fourth minute on the on Friday, mm. so that could have been another two points closer, uh, which is obviously disappointing. But it's a seven nil one for me. The seven nil win cements how good they are. They were like a wounded animal after the Preston game, letting the, yeah, and they uh, they they put a marker down and thoroughly deserve for me to be back in this Premier League. Yes, uh, if you've got any questions, guys, get them in now because uh, we're going to do two ups, two downs, and then we're going to be out here. Uh, Craig Sullivan says, Do you think Swansea will miss the playoffs with Cardiff? Uh, do you think he thinks Bournemouth will sneak in with either Swansea or Reading missing out? I think Swansea so, will get in the playoffs. I think Swansea will definitely be in the playoffs. Uh, let's do our playoff. Who's going to make the playoffs? Because they always change, doesn't it, as you're going along? Yeah. Uh, who's your four? At the moment. Uh, well, obviously, Norwich for me are going to win the league. Watford will finish second. My playoff four. Um, I'm going to be what? Uh, Brentford finish third. Um, I'm going to go uh, Swansea, Barnsley, and Bournemouth. Uh, I'm going to go Brentford finish third. Barnsley finish fourth. Reading finish fifth. And the mighty. Millwall will pinch <laughs> the final spot. I knew that was coming. No, I think Millwall might pinch the final spot, and I think Cardiff, Swansea, and Bournemouth will all miss out. The only thing, the only thing with that is um, they're eleven points behind Swansea, and they've only got six games to play. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it's a bit tongue in cheek with Swansea. I think Swansea probably hold on to it, and Reading will be the ones that drop out. But I do think Barnsley will finish fourth. At the least, I'd I'd love to see what Barnsley finish third and you know just really put a statement out. But I got a feeling Swansea just look like they're going to miss out, mate. Is uh, my yeah. point. Um, Bournemouth, they look the form team along with Barnsley. Bournemouth Barnsley final at the moment would be my guess. Um, okay, two ups, two downs for the week. Let's go with the negative first. Um, do you want to go first or second, mate? Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to start with uh, Rotherham United's performance against Wickham. I just thought it was um, beautiful, so bad um, in 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 base of timing. You know, I mean, they can't afford to uh, drop those kind of kind of points against teams in and around them. And the way that they started um, sloppy. You know, I mean, these kind of performances. You need to be on the front foot. You need to try to win the games. If you try to win the games and you lose, I've got no problem. But the it was like they were they went into it a little bit tentative and and, and, and were hoping not yeah. to lose. And you can't afford to do that at this time of the year. Yeah, 100%, mate. 
Uh, my first down is Huddersfield's second half performance versus Norwich. Absolute shambles. To be 5-0 down and go and play like you think you're going to win 6-5 is embarrassing. And, you know, it ended up being 7-0. And I, it's my opinion, when you're playing top-level sport, you should avoid humiliation at all costs. 5-0 is a bad result. 7-0 is humiliation, mate. And yeah. So I think it was Southampton that have done it a couple of times recently where they've lost 9-0 twice in the last year or so. And both games, till about the 70th minute, they've played as if they're going to win. And it's like, come on, you're 7-0 down now. Let's try and yeah. shut up shop. You, yeah, there's got totally to be a point, agree. mate. There's got to totally be a point agree. where you... I don't know. It's, it's worse. 3-0 Watford. Yeah. Um, that's game over and uh, Reading and a bit of, bit of bother if Bournemouth can win tomorrow. Who's yeah. your second down, mate? Um, I've gone for Stoke City's inconsistencies. Uh, you know, winning one week, losing the next with the size of the squad. And I've, I named the four players that were that, that came on the other day. You know what I mean? That Premier League footballers, so underachieving is not the word I would... Um, I would even say it's, it's it's just not good enough. Michael O'Neill must be scratching his head and understanding what's got what's going on. Um, but yeah, they need a, a huge rebuilding of that football club and the found, the fundamentals, the foundations just need to be right before they can push on to the to where the where the fans expect them to be. Yes, indeed. Um, my down is Tony Mowbray. Sadly, um, for me, I don't like to say you know managers need to lose their job and stuff. I never want to see that. But for me. He does need to leave Blackburn Rovers at the end of the season. The players that they've got in that squad um, should be challenging for playoffs, not slipping towards relegation, which they most definitely are. And the the buck stops with the manager. Um, I thought yeah. they've been really, really poor lately. And, um, yeah, I just... Unfortunately, I know you've got a tremendous amount of respect for the man. Yeah. Um, but the job is, is not going his way at the moment. That's a result business, and, yeah. Yeah. And he's been given time, I think, is the other thing. It's not a knee-jerk thing. He mm. has been given time to bring in the players he wants, and he's brought in some great players. They've got a great squad, just not good enough at the moment. Uh, let's go to your ups. Uh, and let us know in the comments. I know I saw, I saw a few people saying they're, they're downs. So let us know your ups. Let's finish on a positive. Uh, Andy, what's your first up? Uh, my first up, I've gone for a triple from Norwich City. I've gone for Buendia, Cantwell and Pookie. You know, I mean, your front three is just when, when when it works, it works, and it's working, it's working. Special. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. And there's no better front three uh, in the championship for a long, long time. And I, I look at some of the other attacking players who've, who've gone to the Premier League, like their Pereiras from uh, West Bromwich Albion, and, and are ripping it up this year. That tore Chelsea to shreds at the weekend, and these kind of players can do it again next year, I believe, in the Premier League. So yeah, for me, I've gone for those three for my first up. Good man. Uh, I've gone for Adam Reach. He turned up against Sheffield Wednesday, uh, against Cardiff for Sheffield Wednesday and reminded us why he's so highly rated, why he's such a good footballer, why he's had such a tremendous career. And uh, he's a special player. And if Sheffield Wednesday have got any chance of staying up, they need him to play like that for the rest of the season. But he was very, very good. Uh, Great show. Uh, I've gone for Max, Maxine Collin, I've gone for uh, Mark Roberts, uh, Harley Dean and Nathan Edridge from Birmingham City. I thought the three of them against against Brentford were, were phenomenal um, to keep a clean sheet against Colossal. the best attacking talent. You know what I mean? Pace, trickery, Ivan Tony. You know what I mean? To keep him quiet all game. Um, and Bremo, Canos, you know what I mean? The, the, all three of them have scored goals for fun. 
you know, we're talking about trios, you know what I mean, that one of those players in 90 minutes has to do something, you know what I mean, you fully expect it, but for me, um, they got the tactics spot on, um, Lee Boyer did, did great, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fan, it was a fantastic result and performance. It was superb. Um, Wiggy says, my down, I would say Cardiff, the way they're playing at the moment, they don't look like they want to attack and happy to just keep it on the edge of the box and get counter-attacked every time. Um, yeah, Donna says her app is Swansea losing. Uh, Leslie's got a quest- question about Stuart Downing, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, any more apps? I thought I saw another one. I can't see it. Okay, and uh, my my app is uh, Leo Ostergaard. Uh, absolutely superb. Engineered a 3-1 victory over Bristol City. And um, again, players like that you need at yeah, the end of the season. It's a great really oh, you... form. You need your big players performing. Yeah. I thought he was superb, mate. I really yeah. thought I was so impressed with his. I like he's caught my eye a couple of times this season, but in the Bristol game, I saw the extended highlights particularly, and I just wow, just thought he was exceptional, mate. Great show, mm. love it. When you're playing for a lower like team like Coventry as well, like those players, they do stand out. But you you've got to you've got to really play well to stand out. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, I totally agree. It's difficult, yeah, totally isn't agree. it? Um, totally okay. agree. I'm going to get to these questions very quickly because I've actually uh, got to finish. <laughs> um, I'm going to go join Cade and drink some ciders. Um, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I thought um, there was ups, there was downs, as usual, lots of stuff. Uh, Leslie wants to know, do you think Stuart Downing will retire at the end of the season? Um, I think if he gets offered another contract that he wants to do, he wants to play as long as he possibly can. So, um, he's a, he's a, he's a footballer who's good at what he does. So I hope he carries on until he's he hasn't played a lot of football this year. So I do believe he's probably got another year in him. But it's just having that enthusiasm to do it and get up and keep doing it every day. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Um, also, Leslie says, uh, quick question for Andy before you finish: Will John Stones keep Haaland out this week in the Champions League? Is it this week? Is it? Well, I know sure um, it's this week. Or yeah, well, uh, well, a week, all, a week tonight. Is it? All I can like go, all I can go on is 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 current form, and John Stones was absolutely phenomenal. So, as long as Man City win the tie, I don't care really. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's uh, it's all interesting. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us. Appreciate all the questions and everything, and a, a few lovely comments as always. I really yeah. do appreciate the support. It's been phenomenal. Uh, Another new episode of my story on Sunday, eight o'clock, and this time it's with ex Wales international, former Swansea and Cardiff uh, midfielder David Giles. What a career! What a man! Uh, really enjoyed filming that show with him. So so good, and uh, really looking forward to that. That's out on Sunday for you guys. Um, also, we've had all sorts of shows, including Super Kevin scripted yesterday. If you want to enter the competition to win uh, some of Kev's artwork and he's working on some special ones at the moment you'll have to send a photograph before next thursday uh the deadline thursday morning and uh, it's just going to be the worst dressed picture of yourself you could find and uh, whoever kev selects as the worst dressed wins the giveaway until then bid you farewell have a fantastic weekend to everyone if you're watching wrestlemania enjoy it best of luck to jack shaw in the ufc tomorrow welshman and uh, until then, we will see you. Andy, as always, it's my pleasure. Yeah, look forward to Monday. I'll see everybody Monday. See everybody Monday. Oh, indeed. Monday night, 7.30. It's going to be a good one, mate. Nicky yeah, Southall. Nicky Southall. Absolute... 
beauty of a show. He's right? a funny he's guy. Really funny guy. Please tune, please tune in. He's got some unbelievable stories to tell. He's a very, very funny guy. Please tune in. It's going to be good, good, good. Join us. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.